Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Ooh, doggy! Welcome to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you as we take another step closer to the divisional playoff. Bills, Bengals at Highmark Stadium. Mid-afternoon start, Steve. Mm. going to be hard to wait that long. Nah. Um, we just started getting used to the mm. 1 o'clocks, and now yeah. we're going to 3. I'm all right with it. I, I'm not complaining. It's just... Sometimes it's a little harder to the, wait that The long. problem is the other end. Oh, the back you know, end. The back about. end. You know, it's, it's dark. At, it's dark, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be dark before the game's over. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of a bummer. But still. Um, have you looked at the weather forecast yet? I have not. I must admit. There I is a do. chance of snow. I've heard. Not a lot of measurable. Nothing significantly measurable i've heard these rumblings about yes, the snow thing 30 percent chance of snow on sunday and let me see if they have it down to the hours uh one o'clock is the peak chance for snow it appears um so yeah we shall see and there i think they're only saying like an inch or two so you were talking about yeah. a dusting you know this yeah, little the one snow I'm, globe yeah, action one I'm at is like low of thirty nine, high of forty three. Is that what you're seeing? Wait, wait, hold on. If I got no, this right, I don't think you have the right this? day. What is this? I think no, it's only going to be about. No, it's the wrong city here. What's going what on? What are you doing over there? What are you doing? This computer stuff confuses and scares me. Well, we've yeah, tried to we help go. you with that. <laughs> we've tried. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Now I'm back on this. I'm back in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know it's typical January weather here. As a matter of fact. You think about last week's game. That was a slice of heaven. 38 degrees, sunshine, slice of blue heaven. skies. How often do we see blue skies here in January? Yeah. That just doesn't, that flat out doesn't happen. Yeah. It was You're lucky uh, if you see the sun once every couple of weeks. Right. It was a great day, fun game, uh, closer than what people thought. But I, you know, yeah. as I look back on it, I mean, it, <clears throat> the Bills were the better team and showed it. Um, they kind of, 
messed around. You know, the sack strip fumble was a huge play, and even then, after that, they came back and got a 10-point lead. Yeah, that if you look back on it from this end of it, it's like, eh, it was never really in doubt, even when they took the lead. So, yeah, it was a fun day, although people were nauseous over watching it. Well, they were wringing their hands a little oh bit. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Absolutely. Uh, we, I tweeted it out yesterday late in the afternoon because the Wednesday injury report for the Bengals came out way late yesterday, significantly later than the Bills put theirs out. And not. I, I'll give you what the report says, and then I'll add a little bit more based on what some Bengals reporters we're talking about concerning some of their injured players. So Jonah Williams, the left tackle who went out with the dislocated kneecap Sunday night, did not practice yesterday. We should tell you that he also dislocated this kneecap back in week five and played the next week. So I don't know right. if we're ready to just definitively say the Bengals are going to be without their left tackle. We'll know more based on his availability in practice today. Then you have starting right guard Alex Kappa, who missed last week's game with an ankle injury. And according to reporters in Cincinnati, it is bad. One of the reporters said they saw the Bengals starting right guard on a scooter. Like he's got his leg up on it. You know, those push scooters oh, that yeah. those guys have where you, lay, where on you your put knee. your one leg on there you and the you push with the other knee. Yeah, yeah. So he's got one of those. He was seen in the locker room with that yesterday. That certainly doesn't bode well for his availability on Sunday. Um, and then the other injury that I think is slipping under the radar a bit is their dime defensive back, Trey Flowers. The Bengals don't play a ton of dime, but they play a little bit more than most teams these days. And Trey Flowers is their dime defensive back. He's their 6DB on the field. Uh, when they go to that package, he's got a hamstring injury, which, as we know, is difficult to come back from. So be interesting to see if he's not part of the equation. Do they scrap dime altogether as an option defensively? We know Luana Rumo, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, likes to disguise coverage, mix pressures. He, he's big on variety. And you wonder if Trey Flowers is not available for Sunday's game and he has that taken away from him. Does Anarumo just scrap the dime package altogether or does he have a guy that he thinks could be a suitable replacement i'm not so sure that he does anarumo is so good at adjustments and that's what everybody says if, yeah. you, if you're limited with your personnel you're limited with your adjustments as well uh that doesn't mean he can't scheme it up still uh, but yeah these are these injuries uh for cincinnati are have got to be concerning for them if kappa and jonah williams don't go They've already lost Lyle Collins, their right tackle. It's it's rough, and it's only been a few weeks. Like week fifteen is when the last guy. That's when played. the first guy went the first down. First guy and went down. Next week, another guy goes down, and the next week, another guy. It's goes been three down. weeks, and they haven't had their five guys back on the field yet since. So it's and if anybody watched that Sunday night game, Ravens Bengals, after Jonah Williams went out, and now they had three, the equivalent of three backups in the game, they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't run it, and they couldn't throw it. So right. the benefit for them is they have a whole week to get it all lined up right, right. and practice some, together. But right. they better have their they, silent count ready. Right. Jackson Carmen came in at left tackle. Who is right. Carmen is listed as a guard. Right. He played left <clears throat> tackle at Clemson, 
actually protected Trevor Lawrence's blindside in college. So it's not like he's never played there. Of course, the NFL is a little bit different animal than playing it in the right. ACC. But he has snaps there, I guess you would say. Yeah, he's not a foreigner to the, lining up with his hand on the, yeah. or, you know, out there on the left side. So, yeah, exactly. And he's, you know, in the SEC, he's going to go against some pretty quality ACC. opponents. ACC. Clemson. Yeah. Oh, that's right, ACC. So he's gone against some pretty, really good opponents at that level. So, yeah, they're not going to be bereft of somebody to actually line yeah. up out there. I'm, I'm just very curious, and we talked to – Bengals radio color analyst Dave Lapham, who is a former offensive lineman of the Bengals, number one, on our podcast this week, Bills by the Numbers, which is out, by the way, if you want to check it out. And we had an interesting discussion with him. He is really concerned about who they're going to have available on the offensive line because he thinks it is a problem, and it's his anticipation. They're going to have to keep a tight end in to chip and a, ba- and a back to chip at times. And he said the key here is – if Buffalo's front four can get pressure against their five and they have to keep extra people in, it's advantage Buffalo because now you're dropping seven into coverage against what amounts to four, maybe five guys out in routes. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to take advantage of it if it's there. Uh, if you're Buffalo, you've got you've to make them pay for that. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So we'll see what the Thursday injury report holds for the Bengals, probably not until late in the day again because they're not in any hurry to get that out, it seems. Practice, as far as the Bills are concerned, and we should tell you that practice Bills practice updates are presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. The news is pretty good on this front because we saw – Daquan Jones back out there practicing again today. Uh, He was limited yesterday, and he was a new addition with a calf injury on the injury report. First time I've seen him on the injury report all season long. Better news on Isaiah McKenzie, a full participant in practice yesterday, coming off the hamstring injury that kept him out of last week's game against the Dolphins. So he is certainly trending up. And it'll be interesting to see if the Bills decide to go with five receivers on the active roster and that's it, or if they elevate John Brown again this week and go with six. Right. They haven't had more than five for the better part of the last six weeks. For the first time in a long time, they've actually got six healthy receivers. Are they going to dress six? That's what I'm curious to see. Because it hasn't been more than five the last six weeks due due to numbers and injuries. Right, and – and other considerations too. I mean, um, special teams is always a, a a thing. Naheem Hines being the return guy gives them an extra roster spot, although one less, I guess, because then you've got Naheem Hines playing mostly special teams, maybe a handful of offensive snaps. Yeah, and Taiwan Jones is a running back, so now you got four running backs with Singletary, You're not even counting Gilliam. Cook, getting Gilliam. It's five. That's five. So if you go five running backs. That's why they only dress two tight ends, though, because Gilliam can kind of sure. double there. Yes, exactly. But still, I mean, you, you run out of spots pretty quickly. Yeah. When, you, when you've got five running backs done, two of them are special teams mostly. And then you've got, what, what are you going to get, six, five receivers, maybe six. Yeah. It's, I think it's a question of snaps. So if you think John Brown is only going to get ten snaps on offense – is that worth more to you than 
20 snaps for Taiwan Jones on special teams. Right. You know, so you have to – that's what they weigh out every week. Well, how, often, how much are we going to use him? Well, we think we'll use him this much. And, you know, they just kind of weigh that out. So I'm curious to see what direction they go in there. Um, so if they go- especially with the way Shakir has flashed of late, Steve – I mean, he essentially plays the same position it's, as McKenzie. Are you doubling up there? I know McKenzie can do other things around the line of scrimmage, jet sweeps, those kinds of things. He can line up in the backfield and do some stuff for you there too. But with what Shakir has done the last two weeks, I'm very curious to see what the breakdown is in terms of the decisions they make because, I mean, let's not make any mistake with this either. Cole Beasley showed up too last week. Two big. I know he only had two receptions, but both of them were big. One was for a touchdown. The other one went for a catch and run of 29 yards. I mean, that's right. not – and, you know, I love Isaiah, but Beasley is more sure-handed than him. He just flat out is. So it's great that McKenzie's healthy. I just wonder if he's up this week. Eight running, eight, eight offensive linemen, two quarterbacks, five running backs, two tight ends. That's 17 guys. Not counting linemen. No, 8 OL. Eight oh, you, do, you counted the Eight offensive, offensive linemen, line. two quarterbacks, yeah. five running backs, two tight ends. So that's, like I said, that's 17 guys. So if you go 20, and if you got three special teamers, that's 20, 10 defensive backs. Five linebackers and eight defensive linemen. That's eighteen. That's twenty-six there. Yeah, and, and only and only seventeen. Yeah, they usually dress five linebackers because they have three on special teams. That gives them some. That gives them like two or three guys to play with. They could have. They could go. Yeah. What my point is, my point is they could go with five wide receivers if they wanted. Maybe six. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting juggling act because it is every week, especially when you're relatively healthy. Jordan Phillips, we saw back out there practicing as well today. He was limited yesterday with the shoulders. You know, he didn't play last week. They decided to give that nagging shoulder injury a break. We'll see what the plan is for him this week. Um, Because you have guys in reserve on the practice squad like Brandon Bryant, Ilianku, who was called up last week when Phillips was down. I wonder what kind of DT they would choose to replace Jordan Phillips. You may want a guy with a little more pass rush. Ilianku made sense last week because I think they were expecting the Dolphins to run the tar out of the ball, knowing they had a third-string quarterback starting. So I understood that move. This week with Burrow, you may want a guy that gives you a little more pass rush, which would be Brandon Bryant, I would think. This is all assuming... Phillips doesn't play. If Phillips is good to go, then that's a moot point. But I would think what you're looking for there is a little more pass rush, knowing how much the Bengals are going to throw the thing. Right? I mean, that's the way I would lean. Yeah. Um, The Bengals don't run it as as well as people might think they do. Um, So I don't know how how afraid you are of that. Plus, if you're going to play complimentary football, the Bills are going to throw it. And if – you know, if if they're if the Bills go out and and light it up, the Bengals are going to have to keep up with it, and that means yeah. throwing it, not running it. Um, I'm with you, I, and maybe maybe you d- 
instead of four D tackles or you go with three and go with five defensive ends with knowing that one or two of them may slide down inside on passing downs. You know what I mean? Take the rotation that way. Yeah. It's possible. I don't know. I I found I found this quote, you know, I'm cruising around and doing research for the game and whatever. Saw this quote from Jamar Chase yesterday. Just want to get your thoughts on it. He says, we'll get to see what we really are in this game. People already know what we're capable of. They've got a good defense, but their offense is what holds them up. They live through their offense. They have good players on defense. They've got DBs that stand out. They'll be good matchups, but this is going to be an offensive game. The offense will have to put up points on both sides if you want to get a victory. That's the main goal. That's Jamar Chase's take on this game. Now, you could create a little bulletin board material there if you wanted for the defense that this guy thinks they're just going to come out and light him up, put points on the board. Um, I don't think he meant anything derogatory by it. I think he was just of the opinion that these are two teams who yeah. have offenses that carry them to victories. And right. after you watch last week's tape where – the Bills escape with a 34-31 victory. I could understand why you would think that way if you're Jamar Chase. Although the defense got put in ridiculous circumstances well, got, last week. And to, in my opinion, as I stated earlier in the week, the defense ended up closing out the game. They well, won the game they gave for the up Bills. gave 24 points. The offense gave up seven of them. Oh, right. Fumble return so for they the gave touchdown. up 24 points to the Correct. Dolphins. Um, and. 18 of them were on short fields because yeah, of 18 off turnovers. They yeah. gave it they gave it to them on the 18-yard line, the 38-yard line, and I the 23-yard 23-yard line. So the de- the defense did pretty well. Um so that yeah, he's right. Uh he's right in a lot of ways. We've all looked at these two quarterbacks and the weapons that they have and the way the Bills have been scoring points and and the Bengals what they're capable of as we've seen them. Uh, he's right. Everybody does kind of have this idea that this may be a, a track meet. Um, and the Bills' defense is good. Compared to the, compared to the Cincinnati defense, the Bills is better in, a lot, in some ways. Not significantly skyrocketing ahead better. No, they're very close in a lot of ways. Yes. But, the, but against a dilapidated offensive line of Cincinnati, it tilts in Buffalo's favor. So he may be right. But you're – I – Anytime there's that long of a quote from a player on the other team, it it draws eyeballs. Because mm-hmm. the best way to handle situations like this is just is to shut up. Because <laughs> anything you say can be construed or taken out of context and stuck right up on the bulletin board, and those guys will have, you know, the other team has fire coming out of its ears. They're so hot. You know, it's just the way it is. You just, the best plan is just to be quiet. Yeah. I get it. These guys can't help themselves. They're awfully confident. You remember they were chi- they, they were they were, I mean, I, yes, they were chirping they were chirping back in week seventeen. Yes, they you were. You remember that? Yes, they were. They're gonna come We're in. no underdog to anybody. I wouldn't We're the top dog in the AFC. You remember Joe Mixon saying that? Yeah. And that, that game started out to be a little it was a little chippy. Oh I yeah, thought. they were yeah. The Hendrickson leg whip yeah, at the leg Josh whip at after Josh. the play. Um all of that stuff. Hayden Hurst cleaning out Taron yeah. Johnson on a block and then right. hitting him again after he was on the ground. On the ground. Um, yeah. Yes. There was I didn't some appreciate stuff. that. There was some of that going on, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It has a chance to be like that. I think it might be. Maybe. I think it might be.
Um, so those are your practice updates. We should go around the league now here briefly. As we tell you around the NFL, presented by Kaleida Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills are going across the pond next year, Steve. They've got a game in London. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is the one that the Bills Stadium is modeled, modeled after. after. It's a, it's a, the new stadium the we're new, talking the, about. The new one, the new one that's going to be built. Um, interesting. Makes a lot of sense to me. Let's get a look at it, you know. It's it's pretty sick. I know it's pretty nice. I've told it? you a few things They've about got it. Like a hundred and fifty foot bar that they overlooks the biggest that bar you walk that you can see the game while you're standing at the bar. Yeah. The reason like why live the game not yeah. a not a screen. It's like you're looking in the field. The main reason why is you can't bring beer back to your seat that's in t- Europe. That's totally Buffalo right there, man. Come on, let's um, go. <laughs> but in some of the suites there, they have the refillable cup. You put the I cup saw, down yeah. on the on the cup stand. And there's a there's a plug a gasket, in the bottom, yeah. and you hit the button, and it refills your beer from the bottom of the glass, and then the the plug retracts, and you got a full beer. You didn't even move. Is Boom that, diggity! Is that pure gluttony or what? I'm all about it. And then the other cool thing about, about that it. stadium is, the football, the American football field, is a turf field. The soccer field is a grass pitch and it literally rotates out yeah. so it separates and there's a conveyor totally, belt underneath totally jetsons and it comes yeah. up and the yeah. turf field all of a sudden meet is George, there yeah, it's totally meet george jetson so the soccer so field is not the same field that they play american yeah. football games on it's a turf field for that it's if you've ever seen the mechanics behind it it's like it's stupid yeah. Like, just the engineering involved. It is an absolute masterpiece of a stadium. Um, they have that giant uh, catwalk thing 
over one end. It's it's like it's kind of like that thing they have in New York City, the edge. Where oh, you I've can walk there. out. I've been there. It's similar to that in Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> Stadium at one end yeah, of the be, top you, rim. You got to be okay with heights doing it. You can walk out there doing that. Mm. It's pretty sick. Um, but yeah, that's where we know the Bills will play in Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The last time they played there was in Wembley because Tottenham Hotspur Stadium had not been built yet. It was being built at that time, but it wasn't finished. And so they will play at the brand spanking new venue where NFL games are staged in London. Don't know who yet? We don't know who they're going to play. Jacksonville seems obvious. Don't know if that's... Right, but here's the thing. Jacksonville's home stadium... Do we play Jacksonville? We do play Jacksonville next year, and it is one of our home games. But So I guess it's possible. But Jacksonville usually plays as a home team in London, and when they do that, they play in Wembley. I'm not saying that rules Jacksonville out, but it does make it interesting. Yeah. And there were a num- and there are a number of teams on Buffalo's home schedule this year who played in Europe last year. So I don't know if they want to send one of those teams back to back overseas. And we had been talking about this for some time, Steve, because we knew the league stipulates that every NFL club has to play at least one international game every eight years. Well, 2023 is year eight from the last time the Bills played over there, which was back in 2015 when they did play Jacksonville at Wembley. So it was a it was a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of who and when, and we'll know more of that. Actually, we'll probably know that date before we know the rest of the Bills' schedule when it's released in May because they usually announce right. the NFL – yeah, Europe games, dates, opponents, and times prior to the full release of a team right. schedule. But that's usually like April, a, a couple of days before, not not like months. Might be April, late April, maybe, maybe right before the draft or something. I don't know why that's sticking in my head. I could maybe. be wrong, but we'll know that date probably before any of the others for here and on the road for Buffalo's 2023 schedule. Still pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Jaguars, Chiefs, Patriots, Titans are also hosting NFL international games in 2023. So I think because of that, Steve, so all those teams are losing home games. Jags, so Chiefs, I think Patriots, it's safe. Titans, and yeah, Bills. so I think it's safe to say the Bills are not playing the Jaguars for their right. Europe game. They're not playing the Chiefs, who are also on their schedule for their Europe game. And they're not playing the Patriots, who are on their schedule for a Europe game. Because right. all of those teams are hosting so that leaves the Giants, and they played in Europe just last year. Tampa, they played in Germany just last year. Um, Las no, Vegas yeah. played over there just last mm-hmm. So did Denver. Could be the Cowboys. Might be the Cowboys. Wow. The Cowboys. Wow. Wow, yeah. That would be a wow. That would be kind of a wow. That would be a wow game. Especially, if they, especially if they meet in the Super Bowl. Woo! Yeah, and you know the Chiefs are hosting a game over there, so it's probably not them. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. We uh, saw some NFL coaching news around the league, one of which was Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada is going to return as OC, which I think is a good thing for Kenny Pickett more than anything else. So no change there. However, within their own division, there will be change. One year left 
on Baltimore offensive coordinator Greg Roman's contract. He has stepped down as offensive coordinator, according to reports. So how much do you believe that is tied to what Lamar Jackson's future is there in Baltimore? Does that help them get him back under contract, or do you think it hurts them? Wow. Greg Roman, he built an offensive system around Lamar Jackson. I think it hurts. I think it hurts the future. If they sign him, Greg Roman, Greg Roman, his ability to design a run game was second to none. It it was absolutely the key ingredient to Lamar's MVP season. And that's not the only place he's done it, Steve. He did it here in Buffalo. They led the league in rushing two years in a row. He did it in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick. They led the league in rushing. If there's something going on behind the scenes with the coaching staff, with John Harbaugh and saying, listen, we need need to step it up in the passing. They want to do that. And Lamar's clamoring. He's like, hey, you got to let me throw the football and get me some weapons and all that. If they're clamoring to do that, And to me, Pittsburgh fans, Cincinnati fans, and Cleveland fans are doing cartwheels because they're a tough team to beat with Lamar doing that running offense like they have been. But let's be honest. With where this league is going, that does limit you as an offense, that approach. I think you can only – to me, the Ravens and the Titans are kind of the same animal. You can only go so far with that kind of offensive football in this league. Can you get? Are you good enough to get to the playoffs? Yes. Are you winning the whole enchilada with that approach? No. I don't think you are. Not against the best. And I think the Baltimore Ravens realize that. And that's that's my belief as to why those two parties are parting ways. If they're decided that, that means no Lamar. Does it? Yes. He can't throw it well enough not to run that offense. I, I would agree with that. But do they do they believe they can find someone who and can I'll say make this, him a better passer? And I say this too. Um, I heard some people call in. You know, all all the radio stuff I listen to. I listen to talk radio, sports radio a lot. It, this just in. And you've got people coming in saying, "Hey, the the Ravens didn't help him out. He doesn't have any doesn't have any weapons. He doesn't like yeah. You know why he doesn't have any weapons? Because he can't throw. Free agent wide receivers aren't going there to be a run blocker. You think Steph Diggs is going to go?" What, put a neck roll on and block for Lamar? <laughs> neck roll. Are you kidding it. me? <laughs> Nobody wants to play there as a wide receiver because it's a running offense. Yeah. You don't get targets. Mm-hmm. You don't get opportunity. You don't get schemed for. Your number doesn't get called. Not unless you're Mark Andrews. Right? So why um, they can't? They either have to draft a guy like that, which they are doing that. Well, they did with Rashad Bateman. He was a first-round pick. And he's hurt because, you and know he was why? Hurt. Probably what? Run blocking? No, I'm just, I'm teasing, but yeah, maybe. But that's the thing. Maybe they and also not giving him anything. They built their entire franchise around. Don't tell me this. They didn't give him anything. They gave him everything. They sold out for him. Yeah, they changed everything for him. Coaching, roster, wide receiver roster, defensive roster, philosophy. Everything was changed for Lamar. Don't give me this stuff. They didn't give him anything. And now they their offensive. Coordinator says, I'm out. Well, you, you have to believe there's got to be a difference of philosophy there. Maybe John Harbaugh and the other powers that be believe that this offense has to be taken in a different direction if they're going to 
compete with I the agree. best teams in the conference. Look at all the quarterbacks that are left. I agree. They all throw the tar out of the ball. Lamar's not that guy. He's not, but he's not right now. Maybe in some way they believe they have a coordinator that can make him look better. I mean, how bad did Trevor Lawrence look last year? I get it. And now look at how good he looks with Doug Peterson this year. I think Baltimore is going to be on the hunt for somebody like that in the hopes they can fix Lamar and then franchise Lamar, make him better, make him happy, and then sign him to a long-term deal after next year. Okay. That's my guess as to what their plan is. Good luck. Well, I, I would say the same because he still can't throw outside the numbers. We have to take a break here, but when we come back, we're going to be joined by this week's legend of the game, and it's a goodie. Eric Moltz coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and pleased to be joined now by the man who is going to be this week's legend of the game when the Bills host the Dolphins in Sunday's playoff game. Legend of the game is presented by the BFLO Store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. It is the one and only Eric Moulds joining us. You can download and visit the Bills app and enter for a chance to win a $250 BFLO Store gift card and a signed Eric Moulds football Saturday, January 20th. 1 to 2 p.m. at the BFLO store, 4199 Transit Road in Williamsville. Eric will also be live at the Enhanced Seneca Soundstage in the bus and limo lot on Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Dude, you're going to be busy. Yeah, it's a good thing. That's a great thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you'll be able to check out Eric, as we said, at the BFLO store on Saturday the 20th, 1 to 2 p.m., and then out by the bus and limo lot on the Seneca Soundstage, 1 to 2 p.m. Sunday. Don't worry, that's not while the game's going on. It doesn't kick off until 3. So a little bit later start time. Eric, how you doing? What do you, what do you, make, of, uh, what do you make of the latest Bills playoff run? It got a little hairy last week, but they got through it. Yeah, that's what the playoffs are made for. You know, Steve could tell you that, man. Every time you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. It's a new season. Uh, the intensity, the level of play goes up. So you got to be ready to go. Was it hard not to, uh, seeing it was Bill's Dolphins, was it hard not to remember the 98 playoff when, uh, well, for lack of a better term, you went off? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of that. You know, uh, you know, I, I recently, you know, it's crazy. I recently, before that, talked to our old coordinator, Kevin Gibride, on the phone, and we were talking about the game that we had in in the stadium where we beat the Dolphins uh, 33-21, I think it was, that score, and the, the yards that we put up. And that game came to my mind and also the playoff game. So it was all – anytime the Bills play the Dolphins, I have a lot of memories. Yeah, it's it's one of those rivalries that was on the back burner for a while because of the success the Patriots had. But, man, with, uh, with the way Tua has played, Mike McDaniel bringing the most out of him and Waddle and Tyreek Hill – and, of course, all the things that are going on with the Buffalo Bills, it has really heated up that rivalry as of late. Yeah, they, they've got a pretty solid football team. They're, they're scary. They can score offensively. They have two dy- dynamic receivers. Uh, their defense has proved tremendously. So uh, I think they've built their team to try to match our team. They went out and traded for a pass rusher, uh, got some guys in the secondary, and got some really good coaches there. So, they really, I think, from what I see, is they, they're building their team to compete with the Buffalo Bills in our division. Speaking of dynamic receivers, we're not going to be short on them this week, Bills-Bengals, so it's kind of fitting that you're in the house. But uh, Diggs, 
Gabe Davis is waking up in the playoffs again. And then, you know, they're three. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better trio of receivers than what the Bengals can line up every week with Boyd, Higgins, and Chase. Yeah, they're very good. They're, they're very solid. And, and the thing when you, you, you look at when you have three solid receivers, really good receivers, any one of them can have that type of game where it's a 150-yard game. It's one of those games that they can explode. Uh, I think our job, as our defense job is to do this week, is to try to slow them down. You're not going to stop all three, but if you can limit their big plays, you give you a chance of you give yourself a better chance of winning. You talk about how these games are a little bit. It's a new season, and I was just asking, kind of describe what you remember about the difference between regular season and playoff football. They usually say it's like preseason, then there's regular season, then there's regular season, then there's the playoffs. Um, describe the atmosphere and the differences in playoff football? Uh, I think for me, uh, it's the intensity and the anxiety because you know if you lose, you're one and done. So every second, every minute, every play counts. Uh, You want to limit your mistakes, and you don't want to be the team that turns the ball over as much as the team you're playing. Now, I can tell you back when we played Miami in that playoff game, we had Miami beat from talking to a lot of their players like Zach Thomas that played a lot of their uh, really good players in and we turned the ball over five times that game. So obviously the the numbers were against us to win that football game. And I think that no matter what team is playing, whether it's the Buffalo Bills this week or the Cincinnati Bengals this week, whoever turns the ball over uh, the most usually loses that game. So if we limit our turnovers, I think we give ourselves an excellent, excellent chance to win this game. So that's what I re- that's what I recall from the playoffs a lot of. You obviously played with a quarterback who could chuck it around the yard and Drew Bledsoe. The Bills have a guy that can really throw it in Josh. And it was interesting watching the game unfold last week, Eric, because they got Diggs involved early. And then at halftime, the Dolphins said, hold on a second. We're not going to let this guy beat us anymore. They completely put all of their attention on him. And then Gabe Davis goes off. Cole Beasley makes a few plays. My question to you is, how did you and Peerless Price kind of work off each other in that way back during the 2 season when you guys both had, I think it was over 1,100 yards each, you know, and right. more than five, I think each had like seven and nine touchdowns, something like that. How did you guys work the defenses, you know, and, and kind of take advantage when you saw coverage shift? Well, you anytime you got two solid guys like Gabe and you got Diggs, you got to have a Batman and Robin, and everybody has to know their role. But the role of that number two receiver is to say, hey, if they take our main guy away, you have to make plays. No matter who it is, uh, if, if it's Beasley, if it's Shakur, if it's Knox, those guys have to take pressure off of Diggs because at the end of the day, every team that comes in to, to our stadium is going to say, okay, we cannot let Diggs beat us. So uh, those guys have to know that, and Josh knows that. So, you, you know, you got to be solid. You got to give your number one chance to make plays because Diggs is a special talent. But at the end of the day, it's about winning. So at times it's going to be like, why are they not getting the ball to Diggs? But Diggs has to be patient. He'll get his touches. But it comes it comes about, in my opinion, in this game, it's going to be a situation where Shakur, Knox, and our running game with Singletary and, and uh, Cook, they're going to be the keys to us winning this game. Now you're going to have some plays made by Davis and also Diggs. Diggs, Diggs is going to be Diggs. But this game is going to come down to those guys making plays and taking pressure off of Josh. So if our guys, our our guys that are our, our not our Batman, but our Robin guys make plays, 
we should be successful in this game. Yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes it's it's not your stars do show up and they're going to be there when you need them and all that, but it's the quote others that really puts you over the top in games like this. I was going to ask you this. You got two quarterbacks. These are two guys are unbelievable quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, but they're very different. Joe Burrow is an in-the-pocket guy. He's athletic enough, but he really doesn't run very much. He's slippery enough, but man, oh, man, he delivers the football. And Josh is a guy who's like, you know, he's like a buffalo, man. He'll pound through people. He'll sling it all over the yard. You know, what? as a receiver, what are the differences in playing with a guy like Josh and playing with a guy like Joe? Well, I, I tell you what, I'll give you guys an example. Uh, I played with Doug Flutie and, and, and Drew Blesso. Uh Drew right. Blesso is similar to, to uh, Joe Burrow. Right. Stays in the pocket. He's not going to run very much. He's going to deliver the ball where it's supposed to be. Now, Josh Allen, on the other hand, is a, a little bit of both. He's the size of Drew Blesso, but has the feet of Doug Flutie. Right. So you have a guy that's going to make plays with his arm and also with his feet. So. To give you an example of what I think about both of those quarterbacks, Joe Burrow at times will run, but he'd rather not run. He'd rather sit in the pocket and deliver the, the football, which makes him extremely dangerous because receivers are going to work to get open more for him. As as Josh uh, can run and throw, he's a he's a he's a double threat, and he he's the guy that we can't afford to not play well to win football games. All right, so a lot of people, Eric, believe this has the potential. To be a shootout, um, first, do you see it that way? Do you think it has that potential? And do you think it could be a game where it comes down to whoever has the ball last? No, honestly, I I thought about it last night. I thought maybe it could be one of those games that it's going to come down to who has the last possession. But then I thought, as I watched football over the years, and I watched the Bills growing up, I watched a lot of great teams with offensive uh, grow up. And, and playing this league for a long time, it could be one of those games that one of the teams blow the other teams out. I think if we do what we're capable of doing, run the football, Josh makes the plays that he usually makes, and our defense is played solid, we'll blow this team out. I think that it's one of those games that I think could end up being a 38-21 to 21 game. I think uh, you look at uh, when we play really well, we don't turn the ball over. Right. Uh, when we let teams in games, we turn the ball over. I think Cincinnati is one of those teams that – Joe Burrow is a guy that he has turned the ball over, but he's a guy that's going to make the plays that are there. We take those plays away from Cincinnati early. I think it'll be one of those games where a lot of people in the, in the country will be surprised, like, wow, the Bills are a really legit team. Mm. Yeah. I like that assessment okay. a lot, and I hope you're right. Because <laughs> we'll all be – my blood <laughs> pressure will be a lot lower this Sunday if that's the case. Can't wait so, to see you, man. Yeah. Great. I'm glad you're going to be here, Eric. That's going to be awesome to see you. Thank you, guys. It's always great to see you guys, man. All right, that's Eric Moulds, this week's Legend of the Game. When the Bills host the Dolphins in Sunday's playoff game, the Legend of the Game presented by the BFLO Store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. In case you didn't catch it at the beginning, you can visit the Bills app, enter for a chance to win a $250 BFLO Store gift card and a signed Eric Moulds football. Saturday, he will be at the BFLO Store on Transit Road in Williamsville from 1 to 2 p.m., and then he will also be live at the Seneca Soundstage in the bus and limo lot on game day from 1 to 2 p.m. Don't forget, kickoff is at 3. So be a chance to check out Eric over there as he'll be shaking hands and taking pictures and doing all that stuff. To me, that's a guy that is a prime candidate for the Wall of Fame. Um, yeah, he 
he was that dude was special. He was man. a tremendous player, a tremendous player. I mean, he was one of the he's one of the few guys. I mean, I was his teammate for his first year. Um, man, he was tremendous. Yeah, tremendous. Really good player. Um, fun to watch. Just like you know, you have those players that are just fun to watch. That guy was fun to watch. He really was. Um, and you know, Flutie for you know the pluses and minuses to his game. He was a guy that was smart enough to know, hey, I'm throwing it to Moltz. Yeah. Any chance he had, he was throwing it to Moltz. Yeah. Um, that was one of the biggest reasons why he had a 100-catch season. And 100-catch seasons weren't a dime a dozen back then. So yeah. I still remember a play he made against New England. It was a night game. He's coming down the middle of the field on a deep post, and the pass is behind him. And he catches it with one hand on his on his on his upfield hip and never broke stride he like twisted his upper body while he's still running towards the end zone just turned caught it on his with one hand on his back hip and just ran into the end zone it was it was stupid people in the press box were like whoa and you're not really supposed to cheer or say anything in the press box but people were pretty amazed by that one it was ridiculous he was a, and he had a lot like that he was a one of the most phenomenal in a, in a game full of unbelievable athletes he was unbelievable <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It was unbelievable. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, he's a great player, and he deserves to be a legend of the game. No question about it. Yeah, he deserves a lot. Yeah, he. And you think you talk about going to the wrong team at the wrong time? He is a total example of that. Now he did get to the playoffs the first couple of years he was in the league, but you know, for the quarterback carousel that he lived through and was you know destined to be a part of for most of his career man oh man what a player he was so eric moles legend of the game this week and with that big bass in his booming voice it should be good he should be getting the guys hyped getting the fans hyped come sunday afternoon we will take a break here when we come back we'll set the table on the topic of the day we haven't gotten to that yet it's pretty straightforward we'll tell you what it is next here on one bills live presented by collider health it's buffalo bills radio all right, here we are on One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. This week's game sponsor is Northtown. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown, the official automotive dealer of the Buffalo Bills. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. It is a simple topic for you to discuss with us. What is your key to a Bills playoff win over the Bengals on Sunday afternoon? You let us know at 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550, the number to get on board. And you can also hit us up on the tweet sheet 
at One Bills Live. Good conversation there with Eric Moulds. It's interesting. He is not the only one who believes that the Bills will handle the Bengals and surprise some people. Uh, Eric Weddle, former NFL safety, was doing an interview with Kay Adams, formerly of Good Morning Football. She now has that Up in Adams podcast. And he was saying he thinks the Bengals are in trouble, too. And, Most man, I, I kind of want to give the Bengals their due respect. I mean, not for nothing. Last year's playoff run, they did come back, beat the Titans, which shocked some people. They're really good at forcing turnovers in the second half of football games. Anarumo draws up some halftime stuff. They come out in the second half, and they confuse quarterbacks. They're getting takeaways, and they did it again last week. They get a fumble in the second half, take it back 98 yards, and win the dang game. Like, they're opportunistic in a way that I think deserves some respect. I don't know. I, I, it's true. Maybe and, I'm giving them too much credit. And sometimes that can be the personality of a team. I just don't know how you game plan that in. Yeah. You know, if, if you could game plan three second-half turnovers, you'd do it every week. Right. And but if you crazy- don't – and teams don't – shouldn't help – you know, teams – Help them when they do that, yeah. obviously. You know, I mean, it's not so much about them or their defense, about the other team. What, maybe they're in a close game. Maybe they're, they keep teams close and teams get desperate and turn it over. I can see that. Uh, but you talk about Eric Weddle, who, you know, thinks the Bills could get away, and, and Eric Moulds as well. Uh, most of those guys are talking about how the offensive line of the Bengals isn't what it should be right now. And we don't know that for sure. There's still a chance that Jonah Williams could come back and play left tackle for him. Right. Uh, he did it before. And even though he's not practicing, I mean, at this point, how many reps does he need? Right? So they he could not practice all week and still plug in and play at left tackle, and they'll be fine. Kappa, from what you've heard and some of the reports that are getting out of there, that he's still a, a ways away. Okay, fine. But they've been without him for a month. So – or almost that long. So – yeah, their offensive line may not be as hobbled as it could have been, but I think it most of it hinges on Jonah Williams and his ability to get back on the field. That's what you got to watch. And that's where most people think if their offensive line is compromised to that degree, you got to not give the nod to the Bills in that situation. Right. Yeah, I I mean I get that. I just they just seem opportunistic. They may not even play better in a given game. And right. somehow they end up winning games. I guess that kind of luck has to run out at some point, and hopefully it does this week. But I don't know. It's I feel like I should give them the respect they deserve as the defending AFC champions. And, you know, you look at their run last year, it was fueled by takeaways. They got nine takeaways right. in four playoff games last year, and almost all of them came in the second half. It was uncanny. And then they do it again this past Sunday night, and I'm just like, well, hold on a second. They're going to do it again? So it just has me wondering uh, how that all will shake out it's, here on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's an issue. Um, it's, but I'll say this. It's hard. To, the Bills, and I, I said it before, the Bills are that team that have turned it over, and it hasn't bothered them. They're 7-2 and two this season when they give the ball away two times, two-plus times. They're 4-1 and one this season when they turn the ball over three times. All other teams in the league are 12-62 and 62 when they turn it over three times. The Bills are 4-1. and one. Yeah. The Bills, they're hard to beat. 
no matter what. Yeah. And the only way that the teams beat them is when they help those teams beat them. Right. I mean, it, it, that's all there is to it. You can beat the Bills, but you need their help. That's right. Yeah. That, you want me to put it on a bumper sticker? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Give me a T-shirt with that on it. Let's take a phone call real quick. We'll go to Mark in West Seneca. What do you got for us, Mark? You're on One Bills Live. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Hey, I, uh, two things. I wanted to chime in on Lamar. Uh, but as far as winning the game, I think this game falls directly on the shoulders of Leslie Frazier in this respect. Um, with our situation in our defensive backfield, I don't believe we're, we're good enough right now to line up and say, uh, you know how we play, you know what our coverages typically are, our guys are just going to beat your guys. Their guys are too good right now. Uh, I think he's got to be very multiple in his coverages, and I think he's got to come up with some different kind of things that's going to make Joe think and maybe uh, things he didn't expect the Bills to do during the game. And I'm not saying get crazy exotic, but I think he can't just be uh, simplistic, do a couple things on the defensive line and say, we're going to beat you guys because uh, Chase, Boyd, and Higgins are just too good. They're just too good. And then the other thing that – uh, um, the other thing I wanted to mention about Lamar, because there's always a lot of talk about Lamar, and and I try to look at this, you know, common sense wise, and I look at the Baltimore Ravens and I say, this is a great organization that perennially is always very good at recognizing talent, uh, drafting talent, developing talent. Uh, you've got a great coach in Harbaugh, and he. Uh, he develops his players. He's a Super Bowl-winning coach. He knows what it takes. And they've had Lamar for, what, four years now? And you're going to tell me that this organization sees this guy in practice every day and sees him throwing the ball and tearing up his what is typically a very good defense and then says to themselves, you know, we're not going to give him talent. We're just going to make him just continue to run the ball. I mean, they see this guy every single day. They're a good organization. If they really believed in him as a thrower of the, of the football, not only would they have over the last maybe two or three years ago went out and really tried to get him top-end talent, uh, they would have signed him number one already, and they also wouldn't uh, trade guys away like Hollywood Brown and things of that nature. So I, I think if you just look at it from a distance and say use common sense and connect the dots, this organization doesn't really believe he's a thrower of the ball. That's my take on it. So, All thanks, right. guys. Yeah, I, yep. Appreciate the call, Mark. Mark. That's a nice call. I, I, you're right. Um, Baltimore, I've, I said it earlier in the show that Baltimore has, has really built that thing around Lamar, both outside and inside. They got in Greg Roman, who could really design run plays and run a run game that would support him and help him maximize his talents. Um, and you're right. They have not, they have not been able to, or have not given him weapons on the outside. Uh, but see, and they see him every day. They know what he's capable of, and what they do. What do they do? They build it to what his strengths are. They try and maximize it. You don't build your roster hoping your quarterback grows into it. You build your roster of what your quarterback does well, and they see him every day. And I think that's a big point by you, Mark. They, yeah, but with Roman now they, they parting ways, him. with Roman now parting ways, there might be a shift in philosophy there that they believe Lamar in that kind of an offense can't get them over the top into a Super Bowl because he can't stay healthy enough running the ball that much. 
And if they don't want him as their quarterback anymore and they've already bounced Roman and they're going to sign somebody else, they're still smart enough to not let him get away for nothing. They're going to franchise the guy, sign him to a long-term extension, and trade him. That's what they'll do if they don't think he can win them a Super Bowl. That's what they'll do, I think. Um, I, I, yeah. I, what I would do is draft his replacement, franchise him for two years, and then let him go. Franchise it for one year. Because you're not going to be looks good. Then right. get or him you could trade him at the end of it. You could trade him after off the franchise tag or whatever if he signs it, and just just let him go someplace and yeah. see if they can do it then. I, yeah, I, Lamar to me, and he's the MVP. I get it, but they're not in the Baltimore is not in the business of helping their quarterback win the MVP. They're in the business of winning Super Bowls. They don't care if Lamar's the MVP or if he's the number thirty-two starting quarterback in the league if they win in the Super Bowl. It's not about Lamar and his individual accomplishments. And they're having a hard time getting over the hump with him as their quarterback. Yeah. Break time for us here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Bills in Europe since they have that game in London next year. And who do we tap for that? NFL UK reporter Neil Reynolds, of course, is going to join us next here on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.